you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. In the I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love some of what you're Even smoking. though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference for something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2, to be specific. I'm Seth Woolcock. You can find me on Twitter at between underscore Seth FF, joined by my co-hosts, two of the rising stars in this industry, Nate Polvo and Scott Reinier. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? What's up? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Hey, everybody. Yeah, super excited. Doing, doing these bi-weekly, I get a little itchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll fix that itch for you, Scott, by the time the season rolls around. Right. For, for right now, for the off-season, we want to do uh, something a little different here at In Between Media, something a little different here on the podcast. Um, as you guys know, every website, every brand in this industry, we, they have a come-up story. Uh, you know What made them who they are and why they do what they do. So every two weeks in the off season, we're going to be bringing in a name within this industry and they're going to tell us their come up story. Um, our, our first off season session of 2021, we are very happy to welcome none other than Rum Boys Robbie. What is good, gentlemen? What's up? Hey, cheers to me. Cheers to you. Shout out to the whole in-between media crew. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Robbie. Appreciate it. Cheers to my Robert here. No worries. I, I don't worry. I'm the same person every show I go on. I start that. I got. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You know. Absolutely. Got to keep up with the brand, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a brand thing. You know, it, it takes the edge off. You know, it's like, all right, you know, yeah. we're ready to do this. We're ready to do this. Um, yeah, fellas, no, thank you for having me. Um, at Rumboys Robbie's, where you can find me. Google us, Rumboys.com. Just type in Rumboys. Like honestly, you'll find all of our social media everywhere we're at straight up yeah absolutely robbie we appreciate you being here man how this is going to work for our listeners today um we're going to start we're going to interview robbie as a group the three of us really kind of hear his origin stories rum boy's origin story and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of this recent qb action going on in the nfl obviously the jared goff and matthew stafford trade from a couple weeks ago and then more recently here the carson wentz deal to indianapolis we're going to break that down in a segment that we always like to do here on the show called sure things sleepers of the week but gentlemen why don't we get on right into it and to the interview um robbie why don't you, you know, let's start with the basic questions you get in every interview uh how old are you where do you live now where can our audience find you and your work 
Um, check out our work on our YouTube channel, Run Boys Fantasy Network. You can also check out our work on brand new, the Sports Me app. Uh, so, you know, download the Sports Me app uh, if you guys haven't already. Uh, I'm 29 years old. I'll be I'll, I'll be turning 30 this June, June 14th, uh, two days before Tupac's birthday. Uh, we kind of, nice. you know, I, nice. I, I got I got a shout out to homie, uh, you know, RIP. Um, and yeah, I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by way of uh, by, by, by way of the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Uh, also, shout out to, to all my family uh, in, in LA because I spent half my life over there as well in Cali. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, not not too far from Nate there in Colorado. There then. No man, no. just right down the right down the road, right down the road. We're practically neighbors. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I, I used to go to like the dispensary, like right right there in Denver. Like it's like yeah. <laughs> so Robbie, here's a question, and uh, you know it's it's one that you might not see a lot in a lot of these interviews in this industry. I want to know about everything before you started making content and not just the fantasy football stuff, like when you got into it and, and why you wanted to become a content creator, but tell me a little bit more, like what was your upbringing like? Uh, what was high school like for you? What'd you do after high school? You know, all, all that kind of good shit. Yeah. Um, high school, high school for me was, was, was kind of dope because I, I, I knew everybody. I played on the football team. I was uh, in junior ROTC my my freshman year, uh, I, I did I did I did a little, little bit of choir, but I was like, uh, this is whack, I can't do it. But I was also known as like the kid that could rap as well. So you know, I had I had a lot I had a lot going for me for for, for me in high school. Um, girls was my downfall. Yeah, that was that was you know um, kind of kind of kind of a, a rocky area for me. Um, but I mean, growing up outside of high school, high school was kind of the escape for me because growing up, like it was rough. It was rough. Um, parents divorced at, at about age 10. Um, one of the things that always stuck with me, you know, was was my daddy told me, my daddy had, had, had enlisted in the Navy, which led to me enlisting in, in the Air Force uh, when I turned 17. But he had always told me he never really wanted to be in the military. He only did it because he had got, he had got my mom pregnant when she was 17. And I remember him telling me he really wanted to be a Dallas Cowboys writer. That was his favorite team. Ironically enough, I'm the complete opposite Washington football team. <laughs> um, and uh, I, that always stuck with me. You know, I, after high school, after my glory days, um, I listened to, to the United States Air Force. I, for real, for real, I hated it. Like, I was not a, I was not a fan um, whatsoever. I mean, I got to travel and everything. I, I did deploy. Um, I did deploy twice to 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 uh, to Afghanistan, um, but it just it just all in all it, it it was it wasn't something for me coming home dealing with you know PTSD. Um, I was there in 2010 when uh, at, at Bagram when the Chow Hall got attacked, um, and that was one of the the, the instances losing losing my friend who was in the 240 Bravo Tower. Uh, one of one of the, one of the instances where it was kind of like. Bro, I am not trying to go home in a Pinewood box. Like, I am not just trying to be, you know, some. Like, I, I always knew that I was destined for for for, for something. I, I I I I wanted to live, you know. So, got out of the military after about about, about two and a half years, um, because well, they wanted to send me on a third deployment. I told my 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 my, uh, my, my squadron leader, he could go f- himself. 
politely. Actually, I didn't say it very politely. I was like, oh, you could go f yourself. That's not happening. Um, I was like, look, it's either you could give me orders to Yakota Air Force bases in Japan, or and I and I'll then and I'll then take my third deployment assignment. Then after that, but like I'm not deploying and coming back here to the to the to this show. Like I'm done. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, fine, fuck it. You can get out of uh, your uh, get out of my military. And I was like, perfect. No, let's go. Uh, got out of the military, started working in the music industry. Um, did that for a hot minute. Uh, took a corporate job with Comcast, NBC Universal, doing marketing and sales. Well, first I took a job with with the Verizon Business. That's how I moved out here with the with uh, moved out here to Colorado. Then I took a job with Com with Comcast, NBC Universal, doing marketing and sales. After working a little bit in corporate America, my skills in the military and my 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 uh, my associates that I acquired in the military. Uh, I was like, you know what? I feel like I really have enough skills and plus just natural born hustle from growing up in, in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Like, you know, I'll be honest, I'm from I'm from Southeast DC, Berry Farms. It's not a great place. It's not beautiful. I lived in a, in a project building, like for real, for real. Um, and looking at that and like looking at that life and growing up in that environment, I was like, you know what? I never want to go back to that. I don't like working for somebody else. I need to be my own boss left corporate america about three years ago when i've been running the run boys fantasy network every since then you're um, killing it dude yeah you're crushing it hey and Robbie, thanks for thanks for your service man yeah absolutely Thank you. Thank you. i would have assumed you landed in colorado springs because of the air force no not i was a verizon no i went back to i went back home to virginia um uh my mom, my mom had moved to virginia um and i went back to virginia after after oh crazy for yeah. anybody who doesn't know there's the Air Force Academy is in Colorado Springs. Yep. And there's a couple of military bases, like Air a million Force and joint, and joint <laughs> bases down there. So it would stand to reason I would have assumed that's how you ended up in Colorado Springs, knowing that so you're the Air Force. I ended up here because I went to a VA doctor while I was still living in VA after I got out. And they were like, dude, the military has you on uh, this weird combination of uppers and downers. Um, they were giving me ambient for, for, for uh insomnia so i could sleep through through the nightmares xanax for the depression um like it got it, it, the combination like, like the cocktail was really fucking crazy um, that's brutal super brutal and he was like you're you're they're pretty much killing you i can't tell he's like, he's like i can't tell you on the record but off the record there's medical marijuana the cannabinoid receptors have been proven to you know kind of help you know regenerate the liver like maybe we should give mm -hmm. this a shot um I moved to Colorado and like the first year I moved here, man, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of like, like, like CBD treatments, like, you know, weaning yourself like off of like, like, you know, all the medications like, like the military had me on. Like, I didn't know, like realistically, like, like at that time back then, like we didn't have like, all the research, like, yeah, this is really bad for you. And like, I didn't know that they were giving me like an addiction problem. Right. You know? Well, how could you? Yeah, like I, I like, like like I was also being ordered. Like they're like you're giving orders. Like it's like yo, you need to take this. Like yo, like did you did you take your medicine today? Like are you good? Like can you perform your duties? Like, it's like you know. So like you don't know. You're just like oh, like at 17 years old, 18, 19 years old, you know, you're being told, yo, just do this and just do what they tell you. Like you don't you don't know any better. You're not woke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I had a buddy who joined straight out of high school having no idea that 9-11 was about to happen. And he ended up, he was part of the 101st Airborne. Mm -hmm. And he ended up in that first wave into Iraq when we first yeah. invaded. 
dude, the stories he told me, like, I have so much respect for anyone, Robbie, you, anybody who served our country, because the stories he told me about the things he saw in Iraq, I don't know how he sleeps at night. No I, clue. No idea. Now, now I'm able to, and I have, I have an amazing, I have an amazing, amazing wife, soon to be wife. Um, shots on Mrs. Nicole. And like, you know, it's amazing the power of love because like it, it can it can help you one, you know, stay focused on your dreams, your goals and ambitions, but two, it can help you kind of cope with that and deal with that type of stuff, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Robbie, it seems like, you know, from growing up where, where you did to the military, it seems like you've gone through a lot of this adversity. What really kept you ground through that time and what kind of kept you going to the point that you are the person who you are today, which seems super comfortable in your own skin? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think that just knowing that, that there, there was something better on, on, on the other side, like you listen to you listen to songs like, like Biggie's, like Sky's the Limit, you know, um, or, or, you know, music like that, that, that just motivates you and inspires you, you know, and I'd sit back and I jam, you know, for hours. I just write down, you know, business plans, you know, I'm gonna make it somehow, you know, um, whether it was gonna be, be me participating in sports, whether it was gonna be, you know, music, like I knew somehow, some way, that I, I I wanted more, you know, I just, I just wanted more. And I think that just kind of honestly, when, when you go through so much shit and, and life puts you through so much shit, like, like the, what, what, no matter what you believe in, whether it's, you know, God, the universe, like, like, like the, the, the universe, God or whatever, it's only, you're only going to be giving you, the strongest soldiers are going to be the ones given, given the roughest battles, you know? So just kind of always knowing that, knowing that like no weapon formed against me shall prosper, like knowing that like, like, damn, like, I, I can really do it. I think I just had this really felt belief in myself. Like, honestly, like, I had this weird, like, I'm going to do this. And I, I just kind of never questioned myself. I don't know. It shows. Yeah, certainly does. Robbie, so when you kind of started getting into, I, I guess, fantasy sports a little more and, and started to get to the point where you wanted to create content, what specifically inspired Rumboys? Like, where did the name come from? Like, what is Rumboy's underlining mission, and, and how, how did that kind of start? Um, so Rumboy started with honestly just me and, and one of my homeboys, uh, Ty Boogie. Uh, shout shout out to my homie Ty Boog. Um, and we were just at this crib one day. We had all the homies over. Uh, we we used to have we used to have cases on cases of the, of this Captain Morgan private stock. <laughs> they don't make this shit anymore. So like they don't they, make it anymore. Yeah, they don't make it anymore. Oh, so like that's the only bought. Captain Morgan's I ever liked. I know, right? So that's that's why we have case until this day. We still have cases of this shit, right? Wow. Like, 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 like he's he lives in Chicago now, so he'll ship me a bottle um wow. for, for my birthday, like for special occasions. We break out a bottle, and it was Washington football team uh versus Bears, and we started arguing. And like all of our homies and like like their girlfriends were around, like our girlfriends were around at the time, and they were like, "Y'all can y'all shut up? Like y'all just need you know start up a show." And then we were like, and then they we noticed that they all got quiet. They were entertained by our debate. They didn't even care about what was happening in the middle of the game anymore. It was just like you know our two teams were at it, and then we started going at it, and then we decided you know after um, killing a second bottle of private stock, uh, an argument and. A, a, a whole Cuban cigar later, yo, we should start a podcast. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. And it's like <laughs> nighttime at this point. Ty is in a is in a is in a robe, feeling like a boss. It's like, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, we should do it. And then we did it. And 
you know. He, uh, here we are, man. Yeah, here we are. Um, he he was with the company for like, like the first year, helped me kind of kind of launch launch it off. Um, then he moved back to Chicago. Uh, gave me over uh, turned turned over uh, his, his equity stake, and then I became sole proprietor. And from there, like at first, I was really scared. I was like, damn. I'm not gonna have that 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 helping hand right next to me anymore, but it turned out to actually be the best thing for me because I have an amazing staff. Shout out to all my writers, shout out to all of our on-air personalities, and they really just they they really kill it and they understand the vision, the dream. And Robbie, can you talk a little bit about from like that aspect of being kind of a rookie content creator coming into this space? What were those first couple months and years like trying to get into this? And what were some of the hurdles you had to overcome and, and some things that you found successful? Um, I, I, for, for me, I, I, I had remembered a lot from, you know, my, my, my business marketing classes and journalism classes and honestly just hustling, hustling in the streets coming up, you know? Yeah. Um, I understood the, the principles of, uh, of utilizing six degrees of separation and, and making connections and formulating connections. One of my favorite, one of my favorite sayings is if somebody stops you and you're on your way to try and make a million dollars and all your way to make a million dollars is all they have to say in that first five minutes is not a damn thing. Oh, but keep walking because that's <laughs> the person that you need to be talking to, you know? So I really wanted to, wanted, wanted to surround myself with, with, with people that were like-minded um and then that kind of shared the same vision that that really believed and that's what i love about the fancy industry is that people really we all really believe that this can really become a full time some some someday you know this mm -hmm. really can you know take take off i mean of course yeah you've got to be determined you got to ha ha have a business model you've got to be willing to honestly be vulnerable uh with the audience that, 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 that you're that you're projecting to um it is not just being a fantasy analyst and it's not just being an entrepreneur. You have to accept the fact that your listeners and your viewers are going to respect you. If you are just a regular person, if you are just you, if you are authentic, if you're not authentic, they're going to tell and they're going to call you out. So me kind of understanding that aspect of social media and social media marketing allowed me to be able to just peel back the veil a lot easier and a lot faster and just be like so this is who i am and it's either you're gonna like it and you're gonna respect mm -hmm. it and you're gonna accept it and if you don't then don't for me oddly enough like i spent a really long time um you know not being not being authentic not being myself you know comparing to other people you know scared of you know scared of how people perceive me and it wasn't until i got here you know Twitter of all places, you know, right? where yeah. I just, and I mean, for me, I kind of treated it like a clean slate. I was like, I'm just, just, just getting to know a lot of these people. Let's just try this out. Let's try out just complete Scott, you know, and it's yeah. been, it's been freeing, you know, it's been, it's been a, a sense of freedom I've never had. So yeah. what no, and I, and I like that Scott. And then, and I, and I, and, and to, to what you just said for everyone out there, if, if people don't like you, guess what? They don't have to like you, you know. And that that that's one of the things I love that my mama raised me raised me in that manner. It's like, baby, a lot of people ain't gonna like you, but as long as you love yourself and you like yourself, then the people that are going to like you, the people that are gonna love you, are gonna fuck with you on that level the same way that you love and appreciate yourself. So first, if you love yourself, then everything else is gonna come full circle. You don't have to worry about it if 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 you know fantasy football person over here or fantasy football person over here likes me or loves me hate me all you want the haters are going to make me famous 
I need you to hate me. I want you to hate me because that's more motivation. Mm -hmm. Man, because those haters will blast your name all mm -hmm. over the place. And like what they do, it's so funny sometimes I see where people are like, uh, like this guy or whatever, right. like in a tweet. And you're like, well, now I knew who that person is. I didn't know before. Why are you so angry at him? And then you look up, you're like, well, I don't hate him. Oh, my favorite, my, my favorite thing, my favorite thing late, lately has been, has been when, when I recently lost my account is seeing, you know, who, who's really been there supporting, you know, o, o, over these last, you know, couple of years, you know, or whenever they, they, they have found us from whatever time frame they have found us is when I lost my Twitter account, there are some folks that they saw it as an opportunity. They were like, oh, Rum Boys isn't, isn't in the industry anymore. Oh, they got a setback. Nah, minor setback for a major comeback, baby. All that did was just all, all you did was awake a monster. You didn't slow me down. They may it may have slowed me down in your mind, but there's tricks up these sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, so it seems like you know, throughout your career, whatever it's been, whether it was before Rum Boys, at the beginning of Rum Boys, you know, building this company, and even now, like the story of you losing your Twitter account. It seems like it just comes back to the to the one thing that you continue to hustle and you continue to grind over whatever adversity you face. So can you just talk a little bit about like what is that drive, man? Is it just is it just that belief in yourself that, that keeps you going? I think it's just it's just hard work, dedication, you know, belief in, in, in yourself. Um I believe in my staff. My my staff, they 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 motivate the hell out of me. Um for, for the runways and for me as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. The day that I'm able to, you know, turn to all, 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 all the people that have been supporting me and all, all, all the guys, guys and girls on my staff, and I can cut them and I can start cut, cutting, them, cutting them some checks, don't believe me. You know, we're not at that point yet. Mm -hmm. But I wholeheartedly believe that we are approaching that point and we are going to be at that point. And when we get to that point, that's going to be the most fulfilling day of my life. This isn't, Run Boys isn't necessarily about me, you know. Um, I mentioned before before the show. Uh, I, have, I have a daughter. Uh, my daughter actually was 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 taken away from me um, in the in the middle in the in the middle of our in the middle of our our, our court battle uh, between me and me and my baby mother. Um, baby mother found out like, oh, they're probably not going to make Robbie have to pay as much child support, and probably going to give him um, uh, majority custody. And that created Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and she dipped off, moved away out of state. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I haven't seen my daughter in almost two years. I missed out on, on, on two birthdays. So, I mean, that's, that's really, you know, the motivation. I think, I think that undying will of, like, one day you're going to see me on TV. I think that undying will of, you know, people doubt me and people don't think that I'm, I'm going to be able to do this um that 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 and that actually by the way that situation with my daughter happened while i was still in corporate america making like <laughs> I, I made 80k in corporate america my first year just like like like, like getting around you know like so i mean it, it, it sucked going through that situation but i mean everything that i've gone through you know living in really messed up neighborhoods um growing up in in in, in, in a single family home you know when my mom chose to remarry, you know, that not being the best situation, um, you know, having my daughter take it from me, but then also having the love of the people around me, having the love of, of my staff and, and, and the people that support me and support Rumboys and support the brand, that makes it all worth it. 
and knowing that every single day, like when 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 we were backstage, you were like, you know, hey, yo, we uh, we look up to you. I'm like, bro, like you knew the shit that I've been through, like go, like you know. But I mean, hearing that and knowing that, it's like you know what? That's why I got to get up and I have to do this every day. That's why I got to schedule these meetings and you know help develop this app, you know, and I gotta you know help run. And I, I still gotta run my company, but then also you know market this other thing because you know what. I have to make sure that I, I, I silence everybody. There's going to come a day and there's going to come a time where, you know, people are going to be like, damn, I made fun of him in high school or damn, you know, like, 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 like I put him through this or, you know, and it's just like, it, it just takes, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a workaholic because, I, of, because of everything I went through. Robbie, I just have to say, man, like, thank you very much for, for opening up and, and showing us that authenticity there, man. I mean, it, it's hard, but I talk about it on my own show. So I might as well, you know, bring it here. And I, and that's the type of thing, man, that we talk about here at in between media, like in every column, we put something, you know, I, I'm only 22 years old, Robbie, but I've been through, you know, similar stuff to you. I I've lost people and not been able to see certain people, uh, you know, because of, of things similar to what you're, you're talking about, man. And, and it's that, 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 fuels us here at in between media and it's these stories that we just heard from you man that 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 is why we do this yes we love fantasy football here and we love other fantasy sports and and we love hanging out with everyone on social media but at the end of the day man we're here to tell stories and yeah. stories like that one that are uplifting and so so thank you for that robbie that was that was exceptional i want to say how much i appreciate it too because like seth said you know it's a you know, we, we have the fantasy football and fantasy sports angle, but, you know, one of, you know, one of my goals with my existence here is to assist in the process of normalizing, just talking about our lives, talking yeah. about what we've been through, that it doesn't need to be this source of shame and guilt that, you know, and again, I can't speak for anybody, but that has been a roadblock for me for a really long time self-induced mm. i mean my past is my past you know yeah, yeah. I have a, you know I have, I have a different story but you know i have my past and i spent a long time feeling guilty and feeling ashamed about things i had done when obviously that feeling that way in the present isn't going to change the past which seems like an easy thing to realize but it's not until i've gotten wow. older that i've actually been able to accept that so I think for people that are struggling um, with whatever it might be, it just helps to be able to talk about it without fear of judgment and, you know, yeah. fear of... And knowing you're not alone. Exactly. exactly. Knowing that you're not the only person who's felt this way. Like That's something that this fantasy community has given me. I, I didn't know there were so many people like me. Yeah. I just, I had no idea. And now I'm in this world where all these people are like, yeah, I struggle with that stuff too. I was like, okay. Yeah. Now, now I feel normal. I don't feel like an outcast where I feel like I have to hide from everyone around me. I get to be out and open and here and doing these things with these, you three awesome guys on a Tuesday afternoon evening. And, and that's, and that's the way that it should be though. For real, for real. Yeah, Absolutely. Robbie, you know, kind of bridging off that a little bit, the, the one thing I want to talk about, and I think I had reached out to you you a couple months ago, you kind of shared something on Twitter that really kind of, you know, got me thinking. And it was something about how you wanted to be the the type of media influence and the type, type of content creator that, you know, for the kids who are there, and maybe they're growing up in a bad home life, or maybe something's going on in someone's life, like, 
you just want them to kind of come hang out with you and your friends on the stream. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that, man? That was super powerful. So I had a, I posted on, on, on my TikTok. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, and I, and I do edit another creator. Um, and, you know, just, just it's open arms at the Run Boys Fantasy Network. Like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to drink or smoke or whatever. Like, that's just whatever we do. But, I mean, and, that, and that's just, like, 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 some of the personality types of our people. But it's really an open place to where, like, if you're going through some shit, Come sit down and talk. You know, there have been times where we have stopped a whole stream because, you know, someone in the chat is going through something. And it's like, you know, we may be talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now, but hold on, we're going to address you. I can do this any other time. I can. It doesn't matter, you know. And it, it, it just, there, there are people that are going through stuff and giving them a break and the ability to take a break from it all or even just, you know, to be able to talk, like, it's dope like everybody 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 needs need, need somebody you know and there are people that don't have anybody there are kids that are going to school getting picked on every damn day and they can't tell they can't even tell their own parents they can't even tell their own parents mm -hmm. you know so it's like you know what i've been through the fucking ringer if if any if, if, if nobody's gonna get you robbie's gonna get you appreciate that man appreciate Absolutely. that man um Final question here for you, Robbie, in the interview portion of the show is what's next for Robbie and what's next for the Run Boys, man? We're over there on the Sports Me app. Everybody go and download the Sports Me app. Um, hit me up with feedback on the app on Twitter. We're, we're constantly going to be making things better and building it up. Um, that's, that's one of our big things. We just did our merger with Unwrapped Sports. Shout out to our Unwrapped Sports crew for, for coming on to the Run Boys Fantasy Network. Um, so we went from being like, you know, 40 people strong just for the run boys to like, now we got 60. Um, there's another pod that is going to be joining the run boys fans network very soon. Right. But I cannot leak that news yet, <laughs> but, um, but, but, but yeah, you know, we, we're, we're just, we're building up our writing team. We're building up our on-air personalities. Um, if you go to our YouTube channel, Within the next like week, um, expect pretty much five to eight hours a day worth of content around the clock from all of our different on-air personalities, all of our different shows. Our brand new live lineup will be live, so it's going to be kind of the new ESPN type of feel. But you don't have to pay a fucking cable bill. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Awesome, yeah. man. I mean, it was called Run Boys Fantasy Network for a reason. We wanted to kind of eventually give it that whole network feel, but it, 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 it took three years, but we're here, damn it. We finally did it. I'd rather watch you guys than ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that so much. That, that, that was another reason why we created it, to, 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 to go against those guys. Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you again, Robbie, for telling your, your story to us. Um, for everyone who stuck around for the back half of our show, we are going to get into some fantasy discussion right now. Um, I, I know if you're probably like me and stuck in, in central Pennsylvania, it's been cold as hell lately. And today was the first time I've seen snow melted since December. Ooh. So we're, we're going to bring a little bit of summertime back to the show with one of our favorite segments, Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. Sure thing. It's the Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week. Uh, 
what we're going to do in, in today's episode is we're going to find some subtle fantasy value from the recent QB movement. Obviously, everyone who's listening to this podcast probably knows that a couple weeks ago, Jared Goff was traded along with two first-round picks uh, to the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford, he's on his way to Los Angeles. And just last week, Nate, you and I have been talking about this since November. Uh, Carson Wentz, the mystery's over. He finally ends up back with Frank Reich in Indy. We're going to break this down the best way we know how to, and we're going to tell you um, who we're kind of feeling in is it going to be a value come redrafts because of these trades specifically. Um, Robbie, guests go first, man. Kick it off for us. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm going to make my nice, short, simple, and quick here. Uh, my sleeper pick from the Detroit Lions uh, would be one, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, one, I interviewed this guy. Two, come on, guys. How, 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 could, uh, how could he be a sleeper? I see how he could be a sleeper with how much of a desolate wasteland that the tight end position was last year. But I promise you, I promise you that the, the, that the ceiling is definitely there for Hawkinson. If you are trying to, if you want to go and get the premium tight ends, I don't blame you, but I feel like this is a guy that you guys can go ahead and wait on later rounds in, in terms of redraft. Uh, in terms of dynasty, I could understand if you may want to move away from him, right. um, but I'm right now still keeping him. He's still young. He's heading into his third year. Um, I think I think that Jared Goff will be, will be stable enough to, to, to get him the ball. And the thing about him, Robbie, specifically, is TJ Hawkinson, there's a chance he's the most veteran pass catcher on this team come August. We don't know what lies ahead for Kenny Galladay. Hopefully he makes it out. Marvin Jones is definitely probably on his way out. So yeah. there's a chance that TJ Hawkinson finds himself in a George Kittle-esque role come August. Yeah. By the way, Hawkinson, one of the biggest freaking individuals I've ever met. The man is massively huge. I'm like, dude, you eat sequoia trees for breakfast? The f- <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you on Hawkinson, and I'm buying him. I'm buying him in Dynasty too. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to reach a little bit because, like you said, the tight ends are pretty much a wasteland. Yeah. So when I get past the top three, I want that. You know, I want that potential. I want that athletic freak potential that's going to get a lot of targets. And I mean, he had 100 targets with Stafford, Goff. You know, between Everett and Higby. 120 targets to the tight end last year. So I think he's going to get fed. So, I mean, that's the problem too, is he had, you know, hundred targets. He had six touchdowns. He didn't, he didn't have a George Kittle Kelsey year. So you want to say, Oh, he's just one of those wasteland tight ends, but that's a solid year. And I mean, it's a very solid year. I'm buying. I'm buying on on TJ Hawkinson. Oh, and the thing people need to remember too, is like Kelsey and Kittle are like kind of in their own league. Like, yeah, they're not really comparable. Like they're their wide receiver once. They're, I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're in their own tier as far as tight ends go. And tight ends take a minute to break out, anyways. Like when you're investing yeah. in a tight end, think of it like a stock that you know for a fact you're going to sit and wait on. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they get ready, guys. All of you, Kyle Pitts, Pitts truthers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, Robbie. I mean, we, we've seen it. Mark Andrews, I think it was his second year. He really broke out. George Kittle was his second year. But a lot of these guys, it does take till their third season. And, and we've seen it time in and time out again. Zach Ertz didn't take off for a couple years. I mean, Darren Waller, he didn't break out till age 28. So there's definitely time to develop for tight ends. Um, speaking of develop, developing 
uh, players here. Scott, who, who is your sure thing sleeper of the week as a result of these trades? My sleeper, and I mean, my sleeper isn't necessarily because of the trade, but he's on one of the teams, so I'm going to count it. Um, I went with I went with Paris Campbell. Um, I've, I've liked Paris Campbell since he was at Ohio State. I went back and rewatched some Paris Campbell tape at Ohio State from his senior year because I've been watching a lot of tape of the rookie wide receivers lately. And I watched him, and I mean, he jumped off the screen. That's yeah, I I, I, I I scouted Campbell. I, I can agree. Oh yeah, that. yeah. No, I mean he's you know he's six foot two hundred plus pounds. He ran a four. I mean he's been decimated with injuries. He did run a four three one combine, so he's blazing fast. Hopefully that's still true. You know he had the that gruesome MCL injury last year week two. You know I read a few articles where people were like, oh, is this the end of the road for Paris Campbell? But that was in December when it was kind of is you know they're being really secretive about his injury how bad is it i think at this point they, they were just making sure this dude's healthy making sure he's fully recovered he had three surgeries his rookie year that he's ready to roll because him and Pittman, i mean that's and i mean Wentz, you know so many people are blinded by how utterly bad he was this year oh Wentz, Wentz is a story within itself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't go down that road but i'm I'm big on Campbell, and I mean, right now, fantasy pros redraft rankings. I mean, I'm, I'm. There's no way I'm, I'm doing 16 rounds of rankings myself for redraft in February. So I'm going to look at fantasy pros. He's, a, he's 15th round, 14th, yeah. 15th round. So I mean, the only thing I think that could really change that sleeper value for him is if T.Y. Hilton officially moves on, if he's not re-signed, which I think is a high probability. So mm-hmm. when that actually becomes reality, you know how that creates a spike in value for people like kind of yeah. like Jalen Hurts. I thought Jay, I was pretty sure Jalen Hurts was going to be the starter next year. I was ranking him as such, but then once it happened, everybody's scrambling, you know, because right. it's official. So that right. could lead to a little bit of a spike, but I mean, in both dynasty and redraft, I think Campbell's a, you know, he's not a sure thing, even though this is called sure thing sleepers, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, he's just, he's got that potential to be a, just a, a, an amazing steal where he's currently going. Well, and at this point, if they don't sign T.Y. Hilton, they're probably not going to resign Zach Pascal. So your one, two guys are going to be Campbell and Pittman in that instance. Unless they go out, I've heard, we've heard some talk about them maybe getting, going after Chris Godwin. But do we really think Chris Chris Godwin Chris Godwin's not leaving. There's no no way. There's no no way. If anyone, they need to target a Kenny Galladay or an Allen Robinson, two guys. Galladay's not leaving. Exactly. Galladay's getting the franchise tag. Man. I'm telling you, why would you like what? Well, I mean, Luckily, it's we have Detroit, a couple to of days fair. to find out. Luckily, we have a couple I of days know, to find right? out. Yeah. yeah, I know. All speculation will have but to see. I mean, T.Y. I love that. Hilton's 32. He made 13 mil last year. He's not, they're not bringing him back. Dude, I'm so ready between here and the ninth to just hurry up and just go and like, like, like that because I'm so sick and tired. Like, 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 these people are like, well, did you hear this? And did you hear that? Like, did you realize that you just retweeted something that is a fake report? Right. <laughs> Yeah, like that one that showed J.J. Watt in a, in a Packers uniform. Yeah, oh, my no, gosh, yeah. That's, that's not real. Like, that's, it's, and it's not happening. St. Patrick's Day, happen. that's when free agency starts. Just chill out. Exactly. But nah. But nah. All right, Nate, um, who is your sure thing sleeper of the week regarding these trades, man? So I really like Van Jefferson with the Rams. I mean, he didn't he didn't get a ton of love this year. They gave all that love to Josh Reynolds. Yeah. He was a rookie, but he was a second round pick. Like, Hill, yeah. You don't draft a guy in the second round and not use him. 
And now that you've got Matthew Stafford, who likes to spread the field, I think Van Jefferson is a guy who he runs a really great slant route. He's got quick feet. He gets in and out of his cuts really quickly, and he shakes defenders really easily yep. in his routes. And a guy like Stafford who likes to bomb the ball. I mean, when you've got a guy that at 15 yards can do a little stutter step and lose his guy downfield, you're going to throw him the ball. Cup and Woods are good. Those intermediate route guys. Van Jefferson is also an intermediate route guy. They ran a ton of 11 personnel last season. They had three wide receivers on the field the majority of the time. With Josh Reynolds probably gone in free agency, I mean, Jefferson's that third guy. Unless they go out and get somebody. But who are they going to go out and get? They can't no, afford anybody. No, they can't. You're 100% correct. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely 100% correct. The Rams purposely got banned last year to, to already solve this problem and curate this problem. Yeah. So you're, you're correct. And now they've got Matthew Stafford instead of Jared Goff. Yeah. So they're even better off at quarterback. And I know there's been knocks on, well, Stafford's getting older. And yeah, dude, for the first time in his career, he is on a team that actually legitimately has a shot and not only going to the playoffs, but winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. McVay's I mean, a good coach. He's getting older, but he's not that old. He's 32, right? Yeah, that's not that old. I mean, well, no, for you like... and Scott, for you and I, that doesn't feel. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> I I'm wish. Just, I, I wish I was. I mean, 32. I'm not saying I'm not saying every player is going to be, be Tom Brady, who is actually older than me. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. At least not. I mean, if if you're talking dynasty, you know, you can start having that conversation. But I think he's 32. That's. I'm not concerned about that as far as age. I think. No. I think what I like about Jefferson is. I mean, his his draft pedigree speaks for itself. I mean, they, they saw a reason to draft him in the second round. You know, same place yep. Pittman went, same place Paris Campbell went. Yep. Um, so now, but now with Stafford, because what I'm so excited about, and everybody's been talking about it, but McVeigh combined with Stafford, I'm very excited to see what comes from that combo with getting- with with the success he was able to bring to Jared Goff, who I don't think is that good. So I, yeah, no. Um, I I mean, and he's he fits the sleeper mold. He's a guy you can get cheap. Yep. I mean, yep. That offense is going to be markedly different next year. We're going to see some things out of that Rams offense. Cam Akers, man, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon with Cam Akers. Love that pick, Nate. Um, I'll be interested to see what Van Jefferson can do here in 2021, specifically because my sleeper selection uh, regarding these trades is Cooper Cup. Right now, he has he has sour taste in his mouth for anyone yeah. who drafted him in 2020. Uh, and the big thing with Cooper Cup is we've seen for years this guy is a red zone threat. And in 2020, they didn't want to run it or they didn't want to throw it in the red zone because every time they did, Jared Goff was throwing picks. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you saw Daryl Henderson get stuffed the line, you know, 50 <laughs> times. Uh, so, so I, I think Cooper Cup, like he's going to be a guy, he's probably going to go farther back and redrafts than he did last season. I'm going to say somewhere in that middle of the fifth round. Um, you know, you you mentioned Josh Reynolds. He's probably going to walk. Gerald Everett's probably also going to walk. That's going to open up 143 vacated targets here in Los Angeles. Yes, Van Jefferson, he's going to step up and take a majority of those targets. But <laughs> Cooper Cup, I think, is also going to get an increase. Remember last season coming into this, everyone was debating, oh, is it Tyler Higby year or is it a Cooper Cup year? Because in 2019, they ran so much 12-man personnel with two tight ends on the field. Now, without Gerald Everett, another veteran tight end, uh, they're probably going to be running more this this three wide receiver set. So I'm excited about him there. And and he's still like the 11th highest paid wide receiver in terms of 
guaranteed money left on the on the table. So he just got paid. Um, I, I think if you're looking around for a wide receiver two somewhere in that fifth or sixth round, Cooper Cup's a guy I'd be excited to grab uh, here in 2021. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Um, Robbie, thank you so much for coming on, man, and telling us your story. It's been awesome. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah. for coming on, man. It was a pleasure to have you. Hey, appreciate you, fellas. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. Shouts to the whole in-between media crew. This has been an amazing podcast, and thank you, fellas, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Man, thank, on. thank you, everybody. And Nate, Scott, and I will be back in two Wednesdays from now, so make sure you check that out, and you can check the audio version of this show out as well. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us, and keep it in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. Between Fantasy Football Podcast. The one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human.